Welcome back to the Stick'em Up podcast. Rudy, how's it going? Doing pretty dang good. We are now entering the off-season era of, of the NHL right now. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of, I think to start this off, we're going to be focusing a bit on the, the draft coming up here. Um, a lot of potential rumors kind of swirling around. Um, so should we just dive right in? Uh, yeah, but uh, we're not, uh, just to reiterate, we're not talking about uh, what uh, was she, uh, reported by Wyshynski. An NHL team exec uh, said about the 2023 UFA class that it's fucking awful. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not it's not as good as within years past. That's for sure. No, like there's still a few kind of big names, but it's nothing, nothing out of this world crazy. Yeah. Nobody's going out and getting a, a Johnny Goudreau or a yeah, Morris. Exactly right. Um, starting off looking at the draft, one of the biggest talks kind of coming leading up to the draft is the Montreal Canadiens currently have the fifth overall pick. Right, and now there's rumors that they've inquired. Uh, and talked with Anaheim, Columbus, and San Jose about potentially trading up to one of their respective picks being the second overall, third overall, or fourth overall. Um, obviously, moving up to number two uh, would be to get Adam Fantilli. And then, you know, if they move up to three, maybe they take um, Carlson or maybe Will Smith, because it sounds like Will Smith's kind of the big guy that they really want and they're they're going hard after really yeah i think to get will smith all you'd have to do is trade with san jose to lock it up yep and, and, on, you'd have and honestly i think you still got a chance if you stay at five because dude like i get yeah. i get the i get the contract and stuff dude mitchkov looks really good he he does and as a san jose fan i hope mitchkov ends up with the sharks but uh, the, the first issue with him is obviously, yes, he is, you know, locked in the KHL until uh, for the next three years. But the other big thing is, is he wasn't present at the NHL Combine. Mm. So because he was still over in Russia. So he hasn't even been able to really sit down, have meetings with any teams yet. And no teams have been able to, to you know, even kind of get to know him as a person or, or see him right. around. And so he will be there for the draft in Nashville. Oh, really? kind of when teams will be able to um, meet with him, kind of talk with him a bit more. And that could maybe change some things. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing right now as to why, you know, it's not like a for sure we know where he's kind of going type thing. It's why it seems like he might be dropping. Um, it definitely makes sense why he would drop, but it's just there was there was a very brief time before the World Juniors where some people were wondering if Mitchkov might sneak into number one. Like he, he looks like he's got some yeah. insanely high end skills. And there's some notable names um, within, you know, kind of that their job is looking at prospects and ranking them and highlighting their strengths and weaknesses. And there's a couple that fully believe both in their primes, Michkov could be better than Connor Bedard. Yeah. And then he said, you know, as crazy as that sounds to hear, or as crazy as it is to hear that or say it, there's a realistic possibility. Yeah. Because Michkov is put up. Better numbers as a draft eligible prospect in the KHL than anyone else. Yeah, like his numbers better, are better than speak for themselves. Ovechkin, better than Malkin. Like right. he's like he's putting up numbers. He has the potential to be him um, in the NHL. So the NHL is only getting smaller and faster as well. 
Yeah, you know, you don't have to be 6'2 to be a superstar now. Yeah, and I think when we're going back to Montreal, if they were to make a trade to move up, I don't see Anaheim. No. Like, they want Fantilli. Why would they not want Fantilli? Um, Columbus, they've pretty much said, we're, we're keeping our third overall pick, we're not moving it. Obviously, if Montreal gives them a good enough offer, then they would take it, but I don't see Columbus saying yes to anything. But San Jose, you mean, is interested in Will Smith, so obviously Montreal would have to overpay a bit to move up with San Jose and kind of swap picks and then give San Jose an extra extra pick or prospect or whatever. Um, I think that's the most realistic trade we could see for Montreal yeah. to move up in the draft. Yeah. What could the trade be? I'm not sure. Obviously, it'd be um, the fifth overall and fourth overall swapping. And then, yeah, San Jose how gets... Much, how much is that worth? Pick or, well, that's the thing is, is, you know, so San Jose's obviously very interested in Will Smith. Like, it sounds like that's kind of the guy they're leaning more towards taking right. at four. So if they know Montreal wants him. It's like, hey, you know, we're swapping picks with you in a trade here. We know we're not getting the guy we want now. So they would need at least, and, and again, that's where it becomes interesting. Like, you know, how, it, it really depends on how much San Jose values Will Smith. Yeah. Like, do you be like, hey, we want your, you know, second round pick as well, which is, I believe, like 37th or 38th or something like that. Yeah, I think it'd be 37th. Or do they even be like, hey, yeah, we'll swap picks. But like, we were really that high on Smith to not get him. We want Florida's first round pick from this year that Montreal has. Yeah. Which or is now pick thirty one, or maybe you you know if they're you know if you're they're like you know Will Smith looks like he's going to be great. You really want to make this happen? Maybe you give us ne- your first round pick from next year. You know, top top five, top three protected. Yeah, or or even just take the route of if there's a a, a prospect that uh, Montreal has that the Sharks really like. Maybe they just say, hey, we'll swap picks, but you got to give us. Prospect A or Prospect B, yeah. you know. I think because I think that's the most realistic, yeah, um, trade that that could happen should Montreal end up moving up. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the most realistic is pick swap to go up one spot and then just a prospect or the second or third round pick probably get it done. Yeah, yeah. The bit the biggest thing is it's so tough. Sakes of really the biggest factor is how much does. Um, San Jose value Smith. Yeah. You know, so, which is they would need whatever they feel is necessary to give up on a player like that and yeah. not get him. But that's, that was kind of the, the biggest um, talks kind of going coming up the for the draft as of right now. Like, obviously, we know, you know, if the, the, the draft order kind of stays the same as it is right now, you know, I think we kind of know the top three picks are kind of locked pretty, in. Pretty close to locked in. And then, yeah, and then from there on out, it, it could go any which direction. Yeah. So it's, it's too, too early to say on, on any of that until we have, you know, a lot more. Just, just probably even just, like, right up till the day. Yeah, really. Like we saw last year, even on the on draft day, that's when the big Debrinket trade happened and, yeah. and whatnot, which Ottawa moved to... Seventh overall, eighth overall pick, or something in that deal. It's pretty high up pick, so might see something like that happen again this year. Never know, but it's kind of just a waiting game right now to 
to see how that all plays out. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. I was thinking about it the other day that um, in Chicago, like other than like the Wirtz family, like the owners, Bedard is literally not on their team yet, and he's already like the most important piece of that franchise. Yeah, he's already the face of the franchise, and he hasn't even been drafted to him yet. Yeah, like it's. Like he's he's already more important than your coach, your general manager, your captain. No, anyone who's there. Like, yeah. Like it's it's wild. He he hasn't even put the jersey on, but that's just already been put upon him. You know, and that's almost something that uh, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna pull this up here because I'm curious to see. I almost wonder the team like Chicago. So Chicago has. Oh, oh, geez, they're loaded. So Chicago has, obviously, their pick, the, the first overall pick. Then they have Tampa Bay's first-round pick for this year. Chicago has their own second-rounder, and then they have um, the New York Rangers, the Ottawa Senators, and the Lightning. All of their second-round picks. Yep. So I almost wonder if... Because Chicago's already got quite a decent group of prospects built up over the last couple years. I almost wonder if, once they draft Bedard... Do they move a couple of those picks to bring in impact now players? Players to, to make go with Bedard yeah. to complement him. Because you're not doing him any favors if you bring him in, but it's like, hey, we're still gonna run run it back with pretty much the same shit team we had. He's this gonna year. be playing on a first line with like Taylor Radish. Yeah. Like which is embarrassing. I like I'm not too much as a bad I like, player. I like Radish. He was good as a lightning and he's even better as a Blackhawk, but he is not a first line guy. Yeah, and I, I feel like, and, and maybe they, you know, but again, like we said, the free agent class isn't that out, like incredible this year. So you got to wonder, like, does Chicago, you know, look to make some moves potentially to bring in players to complement Bedard for his rookie year, or or do they say we're just going to run it back and, you know, try and get another high pick next year to put someone with Bedard, but you're not doing him any favors. Yeah. By doing that and being like, hey, your first year, like you're gonna try and do it all by yourself because yeah, we want a shit team. Like and if you have Bedard, if he can translate what he's been doing his whole life in hockey over into the NHL, Chicago's not gonna be a bottom team. No. Like they're not. And so it's like you know, going for a good pick next year with Bedard isn't an option really, or a realistic option. Yeah. So it's like you gotta you're you like, don't want you're now in win now mode. Yeah. Like you've got your guy, you build around him. Yeah. And yeah, they might not be in win now mode, but they're like every year from here on out, they have to improve. They have, yeah, they just gotta like, they keep, have to be going on and in. stay here anymore. Like exactly. How how many of these picks did you say they have? Like do you like is it realistic that they could trade with anyone else in the top ten and like bundle three or four picks and get another top ten this draft? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, because they have they have their pick and Tampa's first round this year. Next year they have their first and Tampa's first. The following year they have their first and Toronto's first, and then they have four second rounders this year. Two the following year, two the following year. So so they've got a lot of picks stocked up. So you can send. So you know pretty confidently that at worst, Tampa Bay's picks are going to be like. 17 or far further yeah, back. Yeah, they're not they're, they're, the we, they're making the playoffs at the least. Yeah. Uh you could bundle those two and maybe one of those like four second rounders. That's got some trade value. You could probably get the 
seventh or eighth pick this year, depending on on if teams are willing to move. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like it's like I said, they've got you know a pretty good prospect pool kind of built up over over recent years. Are you like you can't tell me that now they're gonna add Bedard and then another player from the first round and four players from the second round? Like eventually you're gonna run into you've got so many good prospects and no room, and then you're just gonna have to start shipping them off and probably not retaining as much value as you could if you move some of them now. Yeah. Like, even if they took, say, Tampa Bay's um, second and Ottawa second, so kind of a late second rounder, kind of a mid to early for uh, second round pick, Right. you could probably move up with a team to get, like, a, a late first rounder, like with Montreal, and get, like, the, like, Florida's first rounder, like, 31st. And then you've got three first round picks this year, and then you can start using... Because this is a very deep draft. And then you can use like the 2024 um, first from Tampa Bay and then say one of the other seconds and get an impact now player. Yeah. Because then you can get Bedard, two other players in the first round, an early player in the second round with Chicago's own pick, and then bring in a, a win now player. Yeah. And then that gives you a really good foundation of players to then mix in and integrate with your prospects that are coming up. Yeah. You you can't it can't just all be rookies. Even if they're high end rookies, you you gotta have somebody to show them the ropes. And like if they're just if they're not there yet and they're getting blown out every game, they're not learning a ton. Yeah, and then the problem runs into you know if you've got so many rookies, then all of a sudden it's like you're trying to reach even just to get to the cap floor, like the Coyotes. But then in a few years you run into the problem of now you're having to re-sign all these guys, and before you know it, you're right up at the cap ceiling. And then you're like, well, shit, we can't even afford some of these guys now. And then, yeah. So I think the, I like, I just don't think it makes sense for them to use all these picks. Like, I think package some of them to bring in win now players or even just move up in the draft to maybe get a better, better player earlier on to, to kind of go in, into that um, Bedard era that they're now in. But I, that's a team I'm really interested to, to watch kind of leading up to the draft and in the draft is. You know what kind of moves are they going to make, and how are they planning on on uh, building this team moving forward? Yeah. Uh, how are we doing for time? Do we want to do we want to oh, yeah. jump into some some weird stuff? Uh, Define weird stuff. What are we looking at here? Uh, I just brought up a bunch of random tabs on my phone okay. with different hockey crap on it and i'm gonna quiz you on some of the crap oh shit all right i have not fully thought through how i'm going to phrase a ton of these but i'll do my best uh how many do i have here one two three four five six seven eight i got eight eight things and they're they're all gonna be hockey but they are all over the place so it's really gonna test your brain a bit i love having my brain tested all right, hit me with them. Whatever they may be. All right. This fir- this first one, I'll probably have to give hints unless you just get it. In which oh, hints. Oh, Rupe. Rupe hints. Yeah. Oh, I wish. Off to a good start. Uh, this one, you will have to guess the contract. Okay. Or I guess rather the player. The player okay. who signed this contract. Okay. Do I get like 
Oh, I guess I'll wait. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out which uh, which uh, hints I should give you uh, without uh, giving it away. Uh, let's go with it was signed in 2018. And uh, you know what? I'll get you know what? Uh, there were some free agents that year. I'll let you take a guess, and then I'll give you I'll give you a hint. So it's just I just have to guess. Signed yeah, in 20. Yeah. A, a UFA contract signed in 2017. 2018. 2018. 2018. Oh, what? I'm trying to so who. So 2018. Um, I'll let you pick. 2018. That was the Chicago Cup win. 2018 was the Chicago Cup win. No, it's not Chicago. Sorry, Washington. <laughs> so I'm trying to. F- I would. I'm hope. trying to fucking wrap so many things in my head right now. I'm trying to I'll, think of who. No, I'll, let, I'll let you pick the next hint. Do you want to know? I'm going to throw out a player first, and then I'm going to okay. want the amount that, that they're AAV. AAV. Um, so Washington just won the cup. Fuck uh, it. James Neal. No. Because I know he just he left Vegas after that year. It is not James Neal. Yeah, it's not James the real deal, Neal, who's no longer in the NHL. Ugh. That's still a real deal. Oh, big, big, huge deal. So you want the... Yeah, I want the AAV. I want the AAV. $11 million. They were... UFA or RFA? UFA. What was it? Where is it? Or is that when it expires? Did I goof? What was it? Nope, his previous contract expiry was UFA. So he was UFA. So 11 mil in 2018. 2018, $11 million cap hit. John Tavares. John Tavares. Yeah. I was like, there's literally only one guy. That's why I was like, oh, okay. I was, I was hoping you would ask for like the length of the contract. See, but I felt but, like but, if it was like seven or eight years, and I'm like, oh, yeah. then I feel like I was getting nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, some of these, some of these will be fairly easy. Some will be hard. Some of them are kind of random. Okay, that one wasn't too bad. All right, now we're going drafts. Okay. Who was drafted third overall? Oh, fuck. In two thousand and two. Holy shit! Ed, can I at least know the team? I feel like I need to know the team. Yes. Uh, drafted by the Florida Panthers. In what year? 2002. 2002. Fuck, I I don't know how much you look up random hockey stats. I was originally going to ask the first overall of this year, but I figured you might just get that super easy. 2002. Because I know in, I think it was 2011 or 2010 or something, they took the Branson third overall. Who the fuck would they have taken third overall in 2002? I'll, uh, I'll give you a guess and then I'll give you their position. I'm just blanking on on who they would have. Can I at least know? Are they still in the league currently? They are not. Okay. They were playing relatively recently. I'll go last last three years. Third third overall to the Florida Panthers. He played one, two, three, four, five, six seasons with the Panthers. Six seasons. Oh yeah. 
it's so tough when you hear a team you an iron man you just That's a lot of 82s for games played you just constantly get like keep coming back to the same person i'm just yeah. thinking about ed jovanovsky over and over again but i know it wasn't him um i i don't even know i can't even think of anyone off the top of my head right now rapid fire um do you know who the first overall pick is that year would that have been a better one to stick to because you definitely know both of oh my god i know it nathan horton it is not Nathan Horton. Really? It isn't. What year was it? What year did you say? 2002. Fuck, he was 2003, wasn't he? Probably. I think Nathan Horton was 2003. I think Bergeron was 2003 as well. Because 2000... 2002 was Rick Nash. Okay, you would have... Yeah, you would have got that. That was first overall. Second overall, Kerry Lettinen. Cracked. I don't know. Well, what position? He's a defenseman. Defenseman. Oh, I accidentally told you it's a he as well. You can have that one for free. Fuck, now my brain just wants to say Cam Barker. I, a, defenseman a defenseman on the Panthers. Now, I was so sure it was Nathan Horton. Do you want to know the teams they have played for at the NHL? Yeah. I think this is a pretty good hint. Fuck, I don't know, my brain's not working. Uh, the Florida Panthers. Okay. The Calgary Flames. Okay. The St. Louis Blues. I think both the other teams probably help more than Florida Panthers, honestly. Because I don't remember them playing there. Who the fuck went from Florida to Calgary to St. Louis? More importantly, who went from Calgary to St. Louis? Is that the order? Yes. Oh, Jay Bomeister. Jay, Jay Bomeister. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you know, he, he played not too recent. Like, yeah, no, yeah, it, recent eight years. Yeah, 2019, 2020. When was... He, uh... Oh, yeah, so, fuck, Nathan Ward was third overall in 2003. Oh. So my point is, okay, so you know what, that, okay. was, that was a good guess by me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm actually sure, Jay Bomeister, I mean, he played till he was fairly old. Second last season, 40 points in 78 games. I should have got the defenseman. Now that I think about it, I should have got him when you said Iron Man. Because I mean, he was thought, like, referred to as quite a bit. I mean, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Looks like seven seasons in a row with 82 games played. You know who else is an Iron Man? Three-time Stanley Cup champion, Phil Kessel. Oh. Do, you th do you think he puts hot dogs in the cup again just because it's funny? Oh, he has to. I think he just, he loves it now. because It's hilarious how funny it is. Because yeah. it's, it's great. Like, anyone who genuinely does, like, like goes after him for that, just, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Jay Bomeister. That was a good one. I've, I haven't heard yeah. his name in a while. Uh, I'm literally, I literally just, like, been, like, looking up, like, trophy winners uh random contracts random draft years and then just like picking a neat looking stat okay um this one will probably be a bit easier we'll get a little bit back on track the 2015 art ross winner 2015 patrick kane it was not patrick kane 2015 2015 was not patrick kane really no you uh okay Oh, no, he wasn't. No. Um, 2015. Sorry. For, he won it in 2015, the 14-15 season. 15-16 to 16 was Patrick Kane. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, 
2015. Ooh, I'm not trying to run run the list. Like, I don't. Well, um, I, I mean, I want to say I want to be like what team, but like that that would give it away. It, still, it would, would give it away instantly. Um, I mean, I feel like any any getting the team for any Art Ross winner in the last yeah since like 2000 would give it away. Other than either the Penguins or the Canucks, I guess they're the only ones with like two different people. You, I'm not even sure. Is it not Crosby? Nope. So you have, you have now said the, the 2014 and the 2016 winners. It's so tough. Like when you get these things and it's just like rapid fire, go, your, your brain just keeps going back to like the same guys. Yeah. Um, who am I missing right in between them? This was his first and only Art Ross win. Oh, no, wasn't him. <laughs> I wanted to say that was the Jamie Benn year, but it wasn't. Or was it? Was Jamie Benn? No, it wasn't. It's Jamie. It was Jamie Benn. Okay. It's Jamie Benn. This, I thought he was... That's one of the ones I actually looked for that year. Yeah, for some reason I thought Jamie Benn was before that. Okay, so Jamie Benn. That's such a bizarre one. Because, like, no, not many people remember Jamie Benn was a, yeah. an Art Ross winner. And he yeah. just barely edged out. Because what was it? He put up, like, four points or something in the final game to beat Tavares by, like, a point or something. Yeah. He, like, he, nuts. he like, farmed to the final game of the year. Islanders fans were heartbroken. I think looking back, now they think it's so funny that yeah. Tavares didn't get it. I closed uh, I closed the tab, but I believe it said he had 87 points that year. Yeah, yeah it, wasn't, it wasn't anything out of this world. Like, yeah. compared to now. Like, McDavid's yeah. winning with... I mean, even almost double. Even before... The year before that, Crosby won it with, like, 102 points. Like, yeah. it's... This is such a weird... It was just a weird year. Yeah. Um, all right. I got another contract for you. Oh, fuck. The contract ones, I think, are, are tough. I think they are a little more tough. Get some brain going. They were signed in 2012. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, that's it? I just know that. Uh, well, that's what you got before, but this is a lot earlier. So, uh, I, I'll also give you the AAV. Okay. <laughs> They're signed in 2012. The AAV is seven million five hundred thirty-eight thousand four hundred sixty-two dollars. Zach Parise. It is not Zach Parise. Ryan Suter. It's Ryan Suter. Fuck. It was a fifty-fifty. Yeah. I, I specifically didn't give you the length that time because thirteen years. Well, and as soon as you said 2012, those are the only two players I I could think of off the top of my head. And as soon as you started reading that, so I was like, okay, it's definitely one yeah. of them. I had a 50-50 of getting it first try. Ryan Suter, he's a good NHL player. I don't know if I'd sign him to a $98 million contract. Yeah. But like he, he was a beast with Nashville in his heyday. Like Nashville's had so many fucking good defensemen that they... Just they churn out defensemen dumb. like crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, fucking Suter, Weber, Subban, uh, Ellis, Seth Jones. Like Yosik. Yossi, well, maybe Yossi gets moved in a couple years. I never know. Nashville might be heading towards a rebuild. Or not, maybe rebuild, but a retool. Alright. Um, do I just go one? No, screw it. You can totally get this. 
Name the top three scorers all time from the 1998 NHL entry draft. 1998. Yeah. If you get two of the top three, that's a... And top three all time in points? Yeah. 98. That was Lacavia's draft year. That's one. He's number one. Really? Number one? By a pretty small margin. There is... Because like, he was a beast. Not saying he like, wasn't a good player, but he's been out of the league for quite a bit. 31 more points, and number three would be tied with him. Okay. Oh, so the, top, the top three are close. Fuck, I can't even think of them. Who, all was, who all was in that. Can I know what positions the other guys were? The other guys... I don't think that would help me much. Uh... All three are centers. I don't think the ad is going to say that. You know what? Fun. This is a weird one. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't help. It might with you. The ages they were drafted at, 18, 18, and 20. 98 NHL draft. I... Are any of them... I'm assuming none of them are even in the, the league yet. No. Yeah, they... Two of them had over a thousand games. One of them had nine fifty-three games. Wow. Um, Lecavier. Uh, I, I'm not even sure. Plus two hundred forty-nine. Oh, and they're all centers. I'm not even sure. I might need to hit another hint or two. I'm trying to think In of a ninety-eight draft. Off the top of my head, LeCavier. Did he? X and X. Um, Can I see? Were they all first round picks? Can I see their awards? Uh, No. Or is LeCavier the only first rounder? I believe two of them were. Oh, fuck. I'm just on another screen. I'm trying to see if they. uh, I'm trying to think of guys in the the first round. Have to Google that separately. Javier. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly drawing a blank. This is definitely the toughest one. All right, uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a couple of uh, awards. Uh, okay. Uh, number two, one a Con Smythe, and number three, one. That dot 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 mean he won more? He won at least three Lady Bings and three consecutive Selkie trophies. Datsuk. Number three is Pavel Datsuk. Okay. As soon as you said Lady Bing, I was like, okay, so it's a Datsuk. Yeah. So who. So the number two won a Con Smythe? Yep. Who would have won? Econ Smythe. I'm just trying to rip through past winners. And who was the Con Smythe? Rod Brendamore? No. I can't remember who won the Con Smythe for. Chichu was in this draft. Look at him. Can't remember who won the Con I'm trying to think of Con Smythe winners now. Can I know? I mean, it would, it, I don't even know if it get who won the what do you know what year was the guy won the con Smythe? Yeah, was it before 2010 at least? Yeah, it was before 2010. Okay, before 2010. 
Um, times like this, I wish we had video for the podcast. Why? See, that's what I was thinking, but... I was tugging on my, uh, my Tampa Bay shirt. Who? Did LeCavie not win? Nope. I mean, he won the cup, he didn't win the Conn Smythe. Who the fuck would have won the Conn Smythe? Before I followed hockey very much, he was one of my favorite players. Because I, well, I know it's not St. Louis because he was yeah. undrafted. Um, like I'm, the only name that's really come to mind is Brad Richards, but I don't know if he did. It is Brad Richards. Oh, okay, oh, it is Brad. Richards. It is Brad Richards. But, like I don't, I didn't, I didn't think he won. I thought I just kept skipping over Tampa because I thought like Javier won it. Oh, so it was Brad Richards. He got big, bad, red. Oh, yeah, good for him. I feel like I must have known that at some point, but yeah, that's, I mean, hey, good for him. All right. I feel like this one might be a bit easier. It's got to be easier than the last oh, one. I I, I, anything has to be easier than the last one. So, well, I'm going same question. Top three in points from the 1999 NFL oh, draft. Oh, fuck. The thing is, I feel One like... One and two are slam dunks. Exactly. That's why I figured and Daniel Sedin. Yeah. In that order, too. Well done. Um, who else would have from that draft? He was... 99. He was incredibly not a first-round pick. He wasn't a first-rounder. Not even Shit. close. Yeah, that doesn't help me. That just tells me that all the guys I think it could be, it's not now. Uh, I could give you his overall. That might give it away, but probably not. Probably. You can give it to me. I don't think it'll... 210th overall. Oh, let him cook. 210. I don't know. When you say 210, I just think Henrik Zetterberg, but I don't think that's right. Henrik Zetterberg. Oh, shit, it is. Wow. That's cool. I, as soon as you said 210, that was the... Yeah. Cool, because... Right? How do we know that? Earlier, when I was on my way here... Kelsey was trivi doing trivia with me on... She was just quizzing me on past Conn Smythe winners. Yeah. And she... When we got to the Red Wings era, I was like, crap, most of the Red Wings I know have retired by then. And, you know, I guessed them. I'm like, there's one guy that I'm missing. And then I asked, when were they... She just was listing random facts off their Wikipedia page. And yeah. as soon as she said... She's, like, giving me point totals, their position, all that. Yeah. I couldn't get it. She says 210th overall, and I'm like, Oh, it's Zetterberg. I yeah. don't know. I don't know why that sticks well, out. It, my my brain works short because you said two hundred and ten, and I immediately was like, okay, two hundred and five. Joe Pavelski, two thousand three. I, like, I don't know why the fuck I went there, and I was like, oh, Henrik Zetterberg, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know how I knew he's two hundred tenth. We got. Uh, I didn't think that would be that much of a hint. I got two left. Uh, this one probably a bit easier. It got to be easier than the last two. Uh, the 2014 Con Smythe Trophy winner. 2014. 2014. Jonathan Quick was 2012. Yep. Did he win in both years? No, he didn't. No. But it was the Kings that year. Yeah. Well, I know that. That's when they came back from oh, you down three rip against the Sharks and, and clapped their cheeks. Um, That's a tough song. Uh, was it Justin Williams? It was Justin Williams. Justin Williams. Mr. Game 7. 
Mr. Game 7. Good for him. That, that's so, like... That's such a baller I mean, you nickname. think, like, they had, like, Kopitar, Dowdy, Dustin yeah. Brown was still a beast, Marion Gabrick, Jonathan Quick, like... Yeah. They had Jeff Carter, Mike Richards, like... They had a good team, so... For kind of the old the old guy, Justin Williams, to, to get that is impressive. Yeah. All right. So... The the last one, we're just going all-time NHL playoff points. Okay. The top four are all from Edmonton, from that same era. Is it like just career playoff point total? Career playoff points, yes. Okay. So I'm asking you, who is the second highest scorer in playoff history that didn't play for the Oilers? Sidney Crosby. It's Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Who's first? Wayne Gretzky. No, no. For, like, first outside of it. Did I mean? Because there's the four Edmonton guys, then there's one, and then there's Crosby below him. Steve Yeisman? No. 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 He is 11th overall. Ooh, who? Because what, what's Crosby? Crosby's got to be over 200. Uh, two hundred and one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So he's tied. He's tied with this guy. Oh, so they're tied there. Yeah. Okay. Is it a current player? Pass. Pass. Um. He might. Uh, if they make the playoffs next year, he might pass them for the most in uh, franchise history. I guess he probably didn't get them all with the same team. Is it Mario Lemieux? No. Other one. Hmm? His, his buddy. His good friend. Probably. Who's good friend? Lemieux? Or Crosby. Anyone who sticks around Pittsburgh too much. I, I'm not even sure. He? Sorry. What do you ask before? Did you ask, are they still playing hockey or still playing in the NHL? Still playing in the NHL. They are not playing in the NHL. He's still playing hockey. And Crosby can pass him. Wait, so is it a Pittsburgh Penguin? Yeah, an ex-Penguin. Yeah. I don't think the apocalypse would stop this guy from playing hockey. Oh, Yager. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, because he's been around for so long. They're both at 201 career playoffs. What's crazy, actually, is if you... I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean... You know, it's tough to say because we don't know how Tampa Bay is going to do in the future. But by the time his career is done, like Nikita Kucherov could be number one all time in playoff point totals. I don't think so. Gretzky's at 382. What's Kuch at? Kucherov like is. He's, he's got to be just a little bit under below. He's at 160. Oh, okay, so maybe not then. I was in Kucherov. I was like almost at uh, 200, and I thought if he kept kind of continuing, yeah. but Tampa Bay would really need to, you know, go and keep at least deep second or third rounds for the next while. So maybe not actually. Yeah. Where do you think Kucherov is all time in playoff points? <clears throat> it's probably got to be like 15 or so. He is at 25 currently. 25. Although, okay. there is one, two, three, four. Close, though. Looks like there's 
five guys all at 160 that he's tied with. Okay. So, like, one more point and he shoots up to 21st. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, pretty impressive, like, considering he's, he's still got a lot of, a lot of years left in him, and he's already at that yeah. point. 20 points and he would be 15th overall. Okay. So, so what, in, in a year's time, he'll be up there then? Yeah. Assuming. I like to think so. Yeah, I think that was a fun little kind of laid back episode. Just yeah, don't know how fun it was uh, to listen to. I like to think we uh, and kept the volume up, you know, with our banter. Oh, you know what? If there's any listeners who participate along, and you know, if there's anyone who who got got them before me, let us know. Yeah, I struggled on a few of them, but I think there's some I did pretty well on. Yeah, surprised myself with that Zetterberg one. Yeah, 210. I didn't I, think that was going to be a, a hint. At I, all, I remember I got shocked earlier when Kelsey said 210. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give him this hint and see if it works. Like, it's, it's weird. I don't know why I know that. I wonder if we've just scrolled over him on the NHL games enough times. And you see where it shows, like, you know, this yeah. round, this overall. We've just seen that enough times. It's ingrained <laughs> into our brains. Yeah. I was impressed by that uh, Bo Meester one. That was pretty good. Yeah. So I thought I had it with uh, Nathan Horton. With Nathan Horton, but so close, but so far. Well, only off by year. But I literally just like pulled up random contracts, random draft years and stuff, and just like picked stats that looked neat. Yeah. Well, anything you want to add here before we before we sign off here? No, I think that's about good. Awesome. Well, thanks to everybody for uh, for listening, joining along, and we will see you guys in the next one. Bye.